Marmaduke the Babadook. I'm gonna get it right though. Crook. Nah, but you told me to do it, so I'm gonna do it. Cracked. They be like, slow up, homie. You talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley's backs. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. Hey. What up, world? Another episode of G Splash. Thank you so much for listening. Episode 21, where we love to talk comic books, movies, video games, technology, space travel. Uh, apparently, we like to talk about magic tricks. We just haven't done it yet. Yeah, um, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm your host, Bradley Baxter. This is my man, Chris Watts. What up, everybody? And this is the only podcast on the internet that thinks that saying this every episode is actually funny. You can go back and listen. It's in there every time, and it's hilarious every time. Boom. That reminds me. I got to get us a soundboard. I've been trying to look that up. Oh, yes. That's that's what we're missing. I think we're rocking I've, right the top. I mean, I've got, I have it set up, and I could do it. I just haven't done it yet. Like, we should be having the air horn, like the meh, 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 and then like. Right. Oh, that's the one that you need to. That wasn't it. Yeah, you know I've got I mean. a bunch of sounds like uh, we could even do like the joke. Um, but I the only thing is, one. it's it is kind of hard for us to do audio stuff because you can't hear it, but I could hear it. I mean, I can hear it. I can hear it through but your it's... thing while I listen to you talked about this. So I get it. Actually, I get the we gist. Should... I can make. I can use my imagination. We should probably just make one, and then sh- you have one, and then I have one. So like, it, you can do it on your end when you feel like you need to, and then same. Right. That way right. we can it would work out. So that's see that was a little bit of a behind the scenes moment, folks. So uh, we're gonna Sneak I'm not even peek. gonna edit that out. And we're gonna leave that in there. Um, I love it. Keep it in. Keep um, it announcements. I don't know if we have any announcements, Chris. Do you? Do you have one? No, no announcements for me. Announcing that I'm sad that uh, Stephen Hawking passed. That away. That is a good announcement. And... I was meant to put on this on the show notes, but R.I.P. Stephen Hawking. Yeah. He's been sad about that. Such an icon and. Uh, not only in pop culture, but uh, science and technology. Absolutely. We're, it fits. We're going to be talking about space yeah. later. So On this episode, perfect. we are talking um, Mars colonization. A lot of stuff been, has been talked about lately over at South by Southwest, things and that. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, also, this yeah. week, we're talking about Jessica Jones on Buzz of the Week. And of course, we will always give you the weekend movie guide that we like to call Splash Trash and Meh. Uh, real quick, it is March Madness. It, the tournament does start tomorrow. Chris, are you in any uh, office pools or uh, any pools? I'm in one office pool that I have not uh, filled out yet, so saving it to the last minute to build uh, suspense. Well, you're in luck, man, because I've been doing this shit all week. Not really. I, I myself haven't had a chance to fill out bra- a, a legit bracket. But oh, snap, you'd be good at it too. You're all about it. But it's never about like I can. I feel like the person that knows all That's about true. basketball and college basketball never gets it right. It's the per. Never. That's why no one. That's why no one ever gets it right. It's the person in the IT department who doesn't even know the difference between Kansas and Kentucky, and right. They end up getting it all right. It's all a game of probability and. Or chance. they're following the octopus. Any uh, make that make that decision. Um, I will say this though: there is. 
there is a strategy. It's all about numbers when you crush it up at the end, but that's one way to do it. You can follow basketball and try to use that to it. But there's this other thing that I've read lately. I saw it last year for the first time, but this year I actually just saw it. It's called Bracket Zoology. And what it Ooh. does is ESPN likes to crunch like some of the numbers based on the, the school's mascot. And then then it, okay. then you can see how you can go from there by just by picking the the winners of the mascots and stuff. Sounds like a real ESPN kind of stat. They always have the weirdest. But like shit. The, those are the ones that I like. Like I like the ones that are like, all right, when the 12 seed never wins, so you're better off picking this. And then uh, the only time the fifth seed made it to the final four is this time. Like you know, it's all about st- like those kind of mathematical statistics that seem to always do the best in the bracket, but. It's like it just reminds me. It's just messy. It reminds me of like space balls when he's like, "I am your cousin's ne- niece's sister's brother's roommate from yeah, college." Like fucked up pedigree, brother. And what does that make us? N- absolutely nothing. Like the, I listen to the stats, and I'm like, "Who gives a shit?" But maybe it does make sense. You know, maybe sometimes, maybe maybe that is how it works. What do I know? I'm not a mathematic man. Numbers don't lie, but they kind of do. Uh, let's get into some news. Fuck it. Uh, American Idol is back. Did you see this, Chris? Do you watch American yeah, Idol? I did. I I did when it came out a long time ago. I used to like sit around and for those first few seasons, like my that was like a thing that me and my parents did. We'd like sit down and watch it, like you know, like they want yeah, you to. Um, my cousin was a really big American Idol fan, and uh, when I yeah we lived really? together in L.A. and he would he was always about it about it. Um, but this year, I guess the ratings are back up. I guess they tanked a while back. Uh, they've had. Oh, yeah. They were like free falling when they canceled it or sent it away or whatever. Yeah. But your doppelganger is is now on the show, right? My skinny doppelganger, Luke Bryan. Yeah. Heck yeah. Apparently, um, Katy Perry was dancing and fell. And uh, she took a digger. Yeah, she fell. And her her dress was so short that like every she let everybody see them goodies. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. On her ass. Yeah. It says falls on her ass. Yeah. Well, I haven't watched this, but uh, it seems interesting. <laughs> um, seems like something worth looking into. Yeah, the the, the it's crazy. The ratings are up, but it's so. Yeah, the ratings. I cannot believe that after all these years, singing competitions are still as big as they are because the still it premiered Monday night, going up against uh, the Voice, and it lost to the Voice. The Voice actually had better ratings than it on Monday. Have you noticed that, like, the winner of all these shows, they never seem to be, like, has there ever been a winner of any of these shows that have just, like, taken off to, like, superstardom? Uh, Carrie Underwood. Mm, okay. Kelly Clarkson has a, had a great career. Now she's on The Voice. Whoa! Uh, there's there's a bunch of people that, I mean, there's a lot of them that it's have a- not turned anything or have been in, like, alternate markets or whatever. But, I mean, I guess, I guess the Idol premiered on Sunday... And it it was huge. It blew out the numbers. And then on Monday they came back with like their part two or whatever, and it was down twenty percent already. And the voice actually had more rates. It's just, it blows my mind that this is a thing. Like that this maybe it's good. We like to watch people compete and do these things. But the singing show, you think it'd be played out, but there is money to be made. I mean, as as long as, yeah. I mean, there's always people singing songs. So and it's not like the it, it's not like a a song writing contest. I mean, they're all singing the same songs for the last. You know, mm, that's true. I wonder that's what I point. honestly you wa- know what I wonder what the one song that has been performed the most. Don't look it up. We'll get it. That'll be another show. Not even look up. We'll look it up. We'll post it on our Facebook page. But I'm saying uh, what, what I was really trying to say was like it's always the second or it's always like the second, third 
fourth, fifth people who end up going further than the first place. Doing something cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably about contracts and business and who who knows about it. All I know is that if it's your thing, and you like watching it, then watch away. I mean, I yeah, a lot of it's a joke, but you know, who whoever is gonna have the last laugh, whatever. Uh, speaking of jokes, ooh, <laughs> well done. Really set that one up. Speaking of jokes and bad attempts, uh, <laughs> Tommy Wiseau is back in the news. Uh, Tommy Wiseau this is guy. the guy who made the best worst film ever. The room, the room or is it just yeah? Which has been brought back, the room. brought back to life with uh, the adaptation of a book that James Franco redid uh, called The Disaster Artist, which is a, right. a hilarious movie. Um, Where James Franco played this guy, Tommy Wiseau. Tommy yeah. Wiseau. So since the comic book craze is kind of taken off in movies, he has mentioned a few times now that he w- wanted a role. And wanted to play the Joker. So news came out that Joaquin Phoenix. Well, yeah, news came out that Joaquin Phoenix is going to play the Joker in a solo origin film. In a, yeah, in an origin film. So Tommy Wiseau wanted to hit up <laughs> the people over in that film. And I think Scorsese's producing it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, uh, directed by uh, Todd Phillips. So Oh, the guy who does, the guy who did like uh, Old School and uh, Hangover and shit, right? Is that right? Yeah. Is gonna do the Joker movie? Like, yeah, I like it. Shake it up. Supposedly, it's, that's exactly who this dude is. There's rumors that it's supposed to be like the Killing Joke, but they don't know how they're gonna do it without yeah. without Batman. Um, him being like an '80s failed comedian that turns into the Joker. Right. I'm 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 intrigued to watch it, but I'm more intrigued watching this video of this dude so, auditioning to be the Joker. Tommy Wiseau dressed up as the Joker and decided to share his audition tape. It's everything you expected in the fact that it's yeah. Horrible, but you can't stop yeah. looking. For some reason, we love to. Uh, we like. We're okay with the fact that this guy's a terrible actor. Yeah, it's like something we've all just accepted. It's like got famous for making the best worst movie or whatever they say, and then now he's back in the news. It's like, oh, it, it's like that one singer on. It's so funny it brings back to American Idol. But remember that guy that was on American Idol and he was like terrible, but he got famous because he was terrible. Yeah. Uh. What? And he had like a legit music career for a while. Um. Yeah. Sing that Ricky Martin song. He, yeah, she bangs. And it's like it, uh, William Hung. Yeah. William Hung. That's all right. Remember that? It's the same thing with this guy. We love watching this guy just go out there because, in fairness, the dude will do anything. Like, he'll just show up, give it his all, buy in. He, he like, really is going for this Joker thing. But, it's, I mean, even if it's terrible, we still, you know, I don't know. We're still like, oh, good for Look at him. He's trying. Ha, 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 ha. I mean, I don't know. Like, whether it's serious or not, we don't really know. But, like, I'm sure there's a piece of it of him that I think that is serious. But, I mean, the look at the views on that thing. Like, the views are crazy. Crazy. I think I think what crazy. I think when things like this come out, what sucks is um, it sucks for those people. And I can say this to myself without being, sounding too cocky. Um, but that was always a frustrating for me, thing for me is, like, I felt like I would be better than a lot of uh, rappers or, or artists or whatever. Ooh, and they would get a little, you. they would get a little nod or like get to do a show or like do a big tour. You know, I can really dig into it, but I won't. Um, But I, I, I know that I felt there's, you know, the talent. I mean, you know, when you're better than somebody at something, right? Like, sure. They, they talk about all the time. There's better players than Jordan that never made, played in the NBA. Like that shit happens in every industry. It's just like, absolutely it's always like this guy's the best well this guy's i mean it happens in every sport you're right every industry there's always like there's there is there's a hierarchy of people that are better than other people or not that they're in the sense of talent they're not better people they could be terrible people or like in the sense of like they're not even they don't even yes. have more talent 
liked it. Yeah. But they got a they got the look and they got yeah the look or they got the hustle or they got the they got whatever it takes. Yeah, I mean in the in the entertainment industry, it's all about you know who you know has a very heavy hand or if you have money, you can pay pay to play. Um, but you know it's always a it's always a bright side to things, right, Chris? I I always believe in the bright side. That's my thing. Well, speaking of bright things, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, writer slash actor is back working on season thirteen. Hey, look at that! And that is, is this the last season of Always Sunny? Are they, they keep no, I think they're supposed to go through fifteen. Um, all right, all right. But Charlie, yeah, Charlie Day's working. He's writing season thirteen. A lot. There was obviously a lot of talk about um, Glenn How- Houghton, Dennis, Dennis. They went on like a year hiatus or whatever. Mm-hmm. Charlie Day was filming the new Pacific Rim. Dennis wanted to take take some time to work on some other stuff. And uh, yeah, there was a whole thing where he wasn't gonna like. There, there was that whole panic like he's not coming back. Like he left the show, but then they had to come out and be like he didn't leave the show. He's coming back. Like we all make the show because we love making it. But it was definitely a little. They shook things up there for a minute for people. Yeah, it was, and and the fact that they were being removed from Netflix. Uh, they went to Esquire or something, right? I think it's much better. Always Sunny is one of my favorite shows. Uh, that's going to do it for news. So let's jump right into main topic. We're looking great for time. Love it. Uh, Killing. So today we're talking Mars colonization. A lot of uh, a lot of things have come up in the news lately. Uh, Elon Musk and uh, some things happened at South by Southwest, which was happened. This happened uh, last weekend. And so much stuff going on South by Southwest. They're all science and technology. I love it. Science, technology, music, film. It's it's like a it's a renaissance fair of sorts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I've been kind of following this stuff lately as I've been part of my job is to follow news. So I don't even know where to start. Let, I guess we'll just start with the news topics. Yeah, heck yeah. Let's get the, what are the things that most stood out that are most interesting that's like, oh, damn, that's crazy. Well, we saw the sizzle like, well, one, you know, Elon Musk obviously shot up Tesla into the fucking space. Dude, it's all about space, all about getting to Mars. Yeah. Uh, so Falcon Heavy is actually the rocket that's supposed to, like, be able to not only do short trip. Was it uh, Chris? Double check this for me. But uh, yeah, Falcon Heavy is supposed to be the one that's. Can go to Mars, come back, make these trips on and off, as well as make short trips within, or is that it's a different rocket? But it's it's kind of crazy to think that like the space, the whole space program kind of dipped because it costs so much money. But now somebody's coming in, and paying out of pocket to right. push the envelope. Yeah, it's wild. This used to be like the space race used to be a thing. It was like we're gonna keep, we're gonna get to space and do all these things. And all of a sudden it was like, ah, oh, it's too expensive. We got to, we're going to cut programs. And there was like threats like NASA going away and stuff. And then now there's like all this interest again and they're sending rockets and future keeps moving forward, I guess. Right. So Elon Musk has really kind of done what he's done is they're coming back. Yeah. They're freaking awesome again. They're coming. They're not just like shooting up in space and like being s- destroyed in space and never coming back. Oh, I thought you meant coming back like as cool. And I was like, yeah, oh, no. But no, they're also coming back to earth physically coming back. Yeah. And, and, la- and landing, and landing, it'll be used again. Exactly. Which is, I, I think it's cool. Like it's, are you kidding me? It's amazing. Who doesn't want to, I mean, well, I remember when they first were like trying to land them, they were tipping over and exploding. And then all of a sudden they started landing them. And now it's one of those things where you don't even notice that there's launches happening like daily almost. And they're the come back and land. Like, 
we're just in it. Before we know, it, we're just going to be in it, you know. And that's what's cool about science and technology. Also, you keep talking about like automated cars and all this stuff, and then you know, one day we're just going to wake up and however many years, four or five years, who knows? And all of a sudden, it's going to be like, oh, remember when we didn't have cars that drove themselves? People are going to be like, what's a car? <laughs> um. So Elon Musk is like you said, Chris. He 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 wants to be uh on Mars or send a ship to Mars by 2022, and then his but his rocket should be like. What did he say about it being? What did, what did he say about 2019? 2019 is next year. It's too soon. But he said that he, there was some kind, or maybe the rocket's supposed to be done. Yeah, so the, the, that that would make sense. You gotta keep keeping people interested in funding it. Like, yeah, we definitely have that rocket. It's right there. It's ready to go. I just I just finished painting it. It looks great. You guys are gonna love it. The other thing that happened at South by Southwest that I found very fascinating was on and this is on two different levels, but. There's a company who has called Icon who has developed uh, the capabilities to build concrete houses using a 3D printer. What? And not only are the the homes affordable for a 650 square foot one bedroom home, cinder block. You can you can own a home for ten thousand dollars right now is what they're saying it it goes for, but they're hoping to push that back that cost down to four thousand dollars what these are amazing to even look at they actually look no cool. they look like i mean obviously the interior decorator and you know it looks fancy but it's also on a very big lot so <laughs> it looks spacious but yeah it's like oh look how great that but is the, it, i think the houses can be built in like 48 hours it's like a fr- that's great i saw it's like a fraction by the time it would take for an entire crew with all the materials to get there you can have a house built I wonder, I mean, I saw this video a while back and it was like one of those, you know, doing satisfying things or like something you watch and you're like, ooh, that, that's fun to watch. But it was like a machine they set up and as it like went, it would just like, it would it look like it was just pooping out bricks, but it would like just drop them in a straight row. And that's what helped build like a, like a wall. Like you put it on one end of a long right, wall right. and just send it and it would just build a new layer and then we'd go back. It's like, that's gotta be, this is like right, a 3D printer for a concrete house. It's gotta be this big machine that just like, I mean, doesn't that make sense though at some point that you'd have a machine that would build the houses? I'm surprised they don't just print out of a factory and then a helicopter lifts them up and drops them somewhere. So yeah, so basically what this does, it, it it's um, the way it looks from what I've seen is it's almost like like icing on a cake. Like the way they layer it, it's like back and forth. It's, it does, it's got like a strange like it's got, it, it does like Adobe a, look. Yeah, it does like a, a, a weave pattern. I'm actually doing it right now, but nobody can see me, so I look like an idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just the weave, and I was doing the same thing I'm over here, like, yeah, weave it. But it's all, I mean, yeah, it's all pro, I mean, it's all X, Y axis type of shit where it's, you know, you you have a grid, and then you map out what you're printing out on this grid, and there you go. It's it's like laser printing and all that shit, you know, everything's on an a, X, Y axis. This, so this company's actually was like, the whole agenda was to make very low cost homes for people who can't afford anything right right they're hoping to build like houses in costa rica or somewhere yeah just go there and send this just send the machine by itself just like here's your stipend here's your food budget we got your rental car you just go big machine and just build a bunch of these houses everywhere right i mean and this is a small version of this house so who knows what they can you know ultimately 
What's yeah. the biggest they could really do? You know, could you build a mansion? Yeah, sure. Probably. Make me the biggest one. Probably. Yeah, definitely. Um, you tell the machine what to do, it'll do the rest. But the the thing that I, I found fascinating the most was in this article about saving people in other low poverty countries by building these houses. There was like, yeah, that's that's great. That's, you know, that'll work for this. But we're actually thinking about the future and, right. and life and colonizing life off planet. Yeah, hell yeah. That's part of their spiel at South by Southwest. So totally. I I looked up what, what Elon Musk said. He said he's optimistic about 2019 test flights to Mars. So next year this guy's planning on sending shit to Mars, which take which I guess takes about three years. One trip one trip. No, it's six months. I, I've read three years. Where are you seeing six months? You've seen six months. I mean, I thought that was like the that was like the thing when you get it good. It's like six months. I read. I read. Currently, it's three years. But that. Well, let's give it a good journey to Earth to Mars takes about three hundred days. That's longer than six months, but it's like eight months. Every every months. two years, Mars is at its. its oh yeah, it depends on the yeah. orbit and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So. Tennis months. And then on top of that, while while he while he's sending rockets to Mars. He's also trying to develop rocket travel from country to country. Oh yeah, yeah, that whole uh, the thing where you go, you shoot up in the air super high, and then you land when the Earth spins into you or whatever. So you can be like anywhere on the planet in like twenty hours, less than or, or not twenty like hours, two hours, like three yeah. hours or something crazy. Yeah, like two hours to go. Twenty from hours, LA you to can London. still do that now. <laughs> from LA to uh, LA to London in like twenty in like two hours. I wouldn't mind that at all. I will say this about the printer thing. I think was so cool. Set aside the whole thing, like it's a robot taking more jobs. But for colonization or like planet exploration, it's dope. It's the same as sending. Now they send these things that are like, you know, command centers that land and their modules or whatever that can land and make like a place, a little camp or base camp. But now you can just send these five of these robots up there with plans and schematics control from here. And by the time human settlers get there, they could have a whole colony built or a whole well, or at least a whole house housing development right. built for them or science labs or feet whatever right this is what make this is what's like i think exciting and like really weird and sci-fi and everything that we talk about um an awesome couple of things i want to say right now is um they're already talking about putting a 4g network on the moon perfect that's what we need just so they can S- the service is garbage up there 100 <laughs> percent um so that they can br- obviously make things last out further NASA's also looking, and I don't know, this is funny to me, but they're looking at Star Wars uh, bots and trying to figure out how to make these automotive bots that can do things and fix things without using astronauts to do them. And I guess currently they have a robot up on the uh, International Space Station doing like manual shit automatically, and they're looking to expand this. To do like things like cleaning filters and things like that, right? Droids, I love droids. Let's get some droids. Granted, they won't have the same like they won't have need this talk. Well, they won't have the have their own language. No, I just meant they won't be like out on the ship while the ship is getting hmm. blasted at you know. But they'll be doing right. Well, that's we don't know yet. We don't know what we're going to discover out there. I, the now the talk is like we're going to Mars and doing all this shit, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's. We send the robots there, plot twist, they build a colony, become sentient, they don't want to let us get there, and they don't want to come back. Now they got a whole robot colony civilization going crazy on Mars, 
Great job, Elon. I, I definitely think they'll send people with robots at the same time. Then it'll be Danger Will Robinson. Nope. Danger Will Robinson. Then they will, they'll enslave the people that took him there. They'll kill him when they don't need him anymore. I've seen it a hundred times. This is the last thing as far as the news that has come out lately, and then we'll get into, like, what-ifs. But, um... <laughs> so, an astronaut has spent... Is either I think it was a year. He spent a year up in the International Space Station. Heck yeah. Came back two years ago, and after all the tests and all that stuff that he's had to go through, he's actually an identical twin, and his DNA is different now. Scott Kelly. Yeah, absolutely. He just came back pretty recently. In relative. Two, well, two, yeah, two years ago. So now yeah, his relative he has... Soon. He has he came back with ninety three percent of his DNA being the same, but then there's these quote space genes seven percent seven percent space sexy space genes that are different. Uh, I mean that is that's seven percent of DNA changing because of spending one year in space. I mean that's that's also some sci fi shit. That seems crazy. That seems sci fi. That seems crazy. Like you, you think about it, you're like oh it's just a boring little science fact whatever seven percent what's the big deal? But when you think about it like. That's a pretty weird thing that just floating up there made your DNA go, I'm different now. One of the things that I did read in this same news article was like the stress of space travel is so crazy and that absolutely it fucks with your genes. But I mean, I feel like this gets them all out of whack, puts them in your butt. <laughs> so that sounds like a super rap that all rhymed. Uh, yeah. Um, the thing that I think this kind of weirds me out a little bit. Because, like, what does that mean? Like, the longer you go, the like, the further you go out or the longer you're in space, you're coming back and your genetics are all fucked up. Or not, I, I don't know. Ever- Technically, I guess they're not fucked up. They're just different. But, like, we don't know what that means. Yeah. Your everything's different, too. I mean, your gene stuff, What what is the impact like that? What is the impact of that? We don't know. I mean, but you can test other stuff, too. If, you, if we become a spacefaring, I mean, you obviously land on another planet, hopefully, or you're looking for some kind of place to land. But just being out in space, he was up there a year, and there was there was already stuff, uh, you know, impacts on his body, blood clotting, uh, coll- or uh, collagen levels, blood clotting, bone formation, because, you know, when you're in a zero-gravity environment, your fluids are always moving freely. That's causing issues. Right. Um, the hyperactive immune system. Uh, there's all these little changes the body makes and, and, you know, maybe technology catches that kind of stuff and you end up making, you know, better inertia dampeners and, or better inertia dampeners. Uh, you end up making things like, you know, artificial gravity that is sustainable and make sure that your body's being regulated. I mean, technology will catch that stuff. But for right now, this was a test. The craziest part of this whole article for me is the fact that the super well-known, the most famous astronaut, Scott Kelly has a twin brother, like, his twin, like, what did they, they could get 50 astronauts and not find one that has a twin. They could get, they could get a thousand maybe, I, but they happen to have one that did this test who has a twin so they can actually compare that and see the difference. I think, well, amazing. I think, yeah, I think there's actually a whole twin test that they went through. There's like a few, there's a few, there's a couple of twins, I think. Um, and I think his brother has a mustache. He doesn't. And maybe he has the mustache. His brother doesn't. I can't tell from the picture because his, they're twins. His, his brother's an, Either he works for NASA or he's like he's like there. They yeah he's he's got the he's got a jacket like his brother. Be a real bummer if you were not and your brother was an astronaut. I think and my mom told me this today. I think one of them was married to somebody uh, in Congress 
Yeah, the woman that was shot in the head. Just fell out of my head. She was shot in the head. Yeah, an Arizona Arizona representative or yeah. congresswoman. Didn't know that. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, wild. This guy's story. I mean, his, his book is going to be something else when he writes his memoirs. I don't. I'm not a doctor. I don't really know like how dramatic it really is if like seven percent of your DNA is changed. It sounds like something only science fiction can write to me right now. It doesn't sound like anything crazy but um right mark kelly's wife is gabrielle giffords who the one who was shot scott was the scott kelly went into space changed his dna and then mark kelly's wife got shot in the head right can't write you can't say that with such sweetness you couldn't write a better comic book this is crazy they're like sounds like two brothers it sounds like fantastic four twins different yeah fantastic four they got their genes changed look what happened to them they're fantastic. So so that's the other thing I guess we don't really know is like the long-term effects of space. Of space travel. No, we're, that's one thing. It's, it's just like everything else that we do as a human race. We do something. We push the boundaries because we want to explore and discover. And then, you know, years down the road, we go, oh, man. Like, I mean, think about like fake sh- artificial sugar. That's a simple one to bring it down to. But when that came out, I was like, you're never going to believe what we did it. We figured out artificial sugar. And then now it's like, oh, if you eat artificial sugar, you'll die. Right. Like, that will kill you. Right. It's like the stuff. Su- Cause we push the envelope. It's like the long term effects of cell phones. We don't really know. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I want to go to the bottom of the ocean. And then like, they start figuring out like, oh, but if you come up too quick, you're going to get the, the skids or whatever those are called. I think that's not pooping your pants. Whatever the other one's called. Charting. Not rickets. Sh- yeah, you get sh- if you come up from the bottom of the ocean too quick, you are going to be shorting like crazy. Shingles? Nope, shingles is not it either. That is that is a totally different design. I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's called the skids, or you know, you come up too quick from. It's in the abyss. The one guy gets it. Uh, it's air bubbles, air bubbles from coming up too quick. Thank you, computer. And it is called. That didn't help. Yeah. Uh, the skids. But I do. I I <laughs> roughly think I know what you're talking about. Where you can't like, there's a thing where you can't like scuba dive and then hop in a plane. It's called like sick. It's called like a your pressure sickness or whatever. Yeah, your face will explode. Um. Well, I mean, it, it could explode because right. it's because um, of the pressure. God, I'm gonna figure this out. Well, I put in coming too quick, and of course, I got premature ejaculation stuff. So, uh, from deep water. See if that gets rid of some. No, nope, still ejaculation. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's called. See, Chris thought he was Googling, but he just went through his browser history. Oh, well, looks like I'm in my own stuff. That's on me. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? We're never going to know. If you know, comment and let us know because we'll ne- I'll never know. He said comment too, not come and let us know. Um, oh, yeah. Come and let us know. Pressure sickness. Let's see. God, this is going to make me an insane person. Uh, nope. If I don't, if I don't get this, the bends. Oh, thank oh, the gods. The bends. Skids was close. Sharts was closer. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say on this. Saying how it is. Um, was all this is really interesting in the sense of, you know, and and I, Chris, do you think we'll, we'll be able to hit up JetBlue.com and be like, <laughs> I'm going... We're taking the kids to Mars. I mean, the question is, I think that's something that could be in the future. My question I want to ask you is, would you go? It's funny. I want that was my follow up. Because um, you're going to be on. We're, we're going to be the the generation or the we're alive right now. And if barring some you know terrible tragedy to us, we'll be alive to see this kind of stuff come to either 
either become a thing or they'd be like, ah, oh, it's not, it's not possible. It turns out. Yeah. And if you get the opportunity though, would you go? We're, we're basically like the people who jumped on the Titanic. We're more like, well, and if it goes down, we sure are. We're a lot like the like people that, you know, after the airplane was invented, like the fifties, right? Pan Am when, when, when travel became a thing, like we're going to go red flying and like, being able to be like, well, me and the missus are going to hop on one of those airplanes. And people are like, oh, are those safe yet? And you could smoke. And there were no seat belts. Right. And like, it was like, this is air travel. Gonna That'll be, be us. That's what I'm saying. There's going to be like this big ship that's finally affordable for some people. And Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. I get it. Right. Hopefully it doesn't sink <laughs> or explode in space because space is terrifying. And that has happened before. Um, Get sucked out of a tiny little hole. I, I, to, here, here's, here's the way I view it. Um, would I go, if it, if it comes to a point where it's an, an economy um acceptable trip and sure affordable whatever the cost of living is hopefully i'm financially stable at that point in my life where i can afford to to hop off a flight with my loved one or family and it's obviously at that point it, it's like buying the nintendo after 35,000 people have already played it yeah sure right. I, i'm for it I th- I th- sure. I think the question is, Chris. I think the question is, would you go to be one of the first people and colonize Mars? Oh, I would. I, I was ready to apply. I know that sounds like a that's an it's an easy thing to say yes because then when you're faced with being like, I don't want to go be alone. Interesting. In space. Um, I don't know if I'd be one of the first. I think that I think because I've asked you this in my brain. I want to say yes. I want to be like hell yeah. I would love to hop on and just go. Like that would be a great way. You know, everything goes wrong and you die gasping for air on the Martian surface. At least you were there. You're on the forefront of discovery. So I love that part of it. Maybe it's just I'm getting older. Maybe it's because I have like people that in some ways rely on me or that I don't know. But I, I think I'd say yes. Uh, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I've asked you that question before. On this pod, yeah, yeah, on this podcast, it, a question haunts me every day. Basically, I ask myself, and I, would I go? And I can't remember if I asked you before or after you got married. I think it was after, but you abs- you were like, no, I'm not going there because if I trip fall on a pop, like if I want pop tarts and they cut a hole through the thing, and I'm like, oh, I just fucking died because I, the windows opened yep. up. You, as what you said, yep. something along those lines. Yeah, trying to turn on the toaster, and that was the airlock. Right, <laughs> just ejects me into space. So, I think. This is the ultimate difference, and I actually have more interest in watching the movie Passengers at now that I think about it right now. Um, but I think it depends. I think what it ultimately depends on is, one, your family situation. I think Absolutely. if you were asking me if I were to go to colonize Mars, I think for me, I if, it was, if you asked me today and it was all set up for me to go, I might go today. Right. If I had a family, if I had people relying on me, I I don't think I could upbring my family to Mars and colonize. So it would definitely right. it would definitely have to be a a very sad position for me here on Earth for me to go. We get it. You're pathetic, Brad. God, bring it down. It's not really what I meant, but it, God. but it did it definitely bleeded into that sad sound. <laughs> it's not what I meant, but. Ugh. I think play a violin already. Just go to Mars. Somebody give this guy a call. I think you have to be really ambitious about it, or you know, you you don't have anything to I lose. Agree. Yeah. Oh, you gotta be like, hey, I'm I'm driven. I want to be on the forefront of discovery. I mean, there were probably there were people in the olden days, you know, Lewis and Clark. Well, they didn't have anybody, but you know, I'm sure they had family members back home. But they did it for the 
discovery. I think the part of the thing is that's about Mars that puts a wrench in that is like, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like, you know, when, when you were exploring West or crossing the Great Sea to see if America, whatever was out there, you were like, you were just, you knew you were going somewhere that direction because maybe there's land and riches. Nah, but people and thought this the, point, people thought like, the planet was flat, bro. That's true. And they're like, oh, we got to the end. But then you get to the moon and the moon was all about like, you know, the space race, like beating the Russians. Going to Mars, it's like, what does Mars have that we need? It's got space and hopefully we could maybe one day terraform it and turn it into another planet because we're destroying this one, but... I think for, I don't you're right. Think there's that motivation for a lot of people to be like, I'm gonna, I'm going to discover. It's like we know it's there. We just want to go there because we want to. Uh, it's because it's the closest planet we can get to. Um, yeah, and a lot of them you can't even stand on. Yeah, I, yeah, we can't even really technically stand on this one because we can't. Like, there's no, there's no oxygen. Well, yeah, I mean, you can stand on it while you got oxygen. There's some planets that are just gas giants, just fall all the way in, or rains on Venus will eat through you because they're acid. Terrifying. No one knows until they get there, right? Well, I'm heading out. I just got the call. Looks like they're going to let me go. They heard this podcast has a recording, and they said, get that guy. He seems unsure. <laughs> we'll convince him. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obvi- show you. obviously, once you get there, like, whatever the colonization program ends up being, if you don't explode and travel or <laughs> get slaughtered by aliens on Mars... Uh, Fingers crossed. You're going to be like, you're going to be, you will be probably set up for a legit life. Like you'll be being one of the first people there. Got some time to yourself. Not only, not only crazy, eat people. Not only will you be in the history books, but yeah, they're going to set you up. Like you're going to have any, the thing that I think scares me is, or not scares me, but like, am I just going to go there and like be bored or like have to, Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like. Because and what if the 4G internet goes down? You're not gonna be able to watch any Netflix. Everything's gonna be six months behind. That's not not even how signals work. So you'd be fine, actually. <laughs> you would you wouldn't even be able to watch anything on Netflix. You'd, you'd have to down. You'd have to have a hard drive of just like downloaded everything. Hey, you don't know how satellites work. They might be able to beam a satellite right to there, and you could watch Netflix. I, I yeah. You know you didn't. I, you're right. I don't. Cool. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna be like by the time people actually try to settle there. But I don't know. It's a it's a it's an interesting time. I think the whole well, we'll be there together. So we'll we'll do a podcast in you know ten years and we'll see. right like well it's just like we thought Mars is scary right. Are we gonna have this podcast like in twenty years where you're like wherever you are and I'm like Chris I'm we're recording live from uh Mars. Mars. I made it, Chris. Oh, I should have gone. I panicked and said no. Or like the other thing too is like what if some crazy shit happens? How fast can you get off that planet? Not quickly. It's pretty much death. If anything goes wrong, it's just it's like going to Mars at this point. Early on, if you it is like playing Oregon Trail, you know what I mean. And everything kills you. It's difficult to survive. Uh, and if you make it all the way, you've probably lost everybody you love. And more, more so. And more than likely, your genes have already been changed. Yeah, your genes are different, so you really can't go back to Earth. Um, yeah, so, you know, hey, that's, come to Mars, if you want me to market for you, that's the selling point. It's like Oregon Trail, but scarier. Right, I imagine the first people they try and bring out there is gonna be, like, really smart people, and... Scientists, ooh, look at me, and rocks, and they're gonna be like me, who's like, yeah, there's not, you guys got any highlights? They're not gonna grab a bunch of bums off the streets of New York City, like, yo, these guys ain't doing anything, let's send them. Although that... Seems like a government move, maybe yeah, they already have. Yeah, actually, that, now that I think about it, because they've... If these 
bums can survive up there. If they can do it, anybody can do I mean, it. They, They're the most resourceful yeah, people in the world. Yeah, they keep the yeah they manage. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to watch. Do you think? Do you think we go to Mars before we hit some kind of tear in the in in t- time and space in the simulation in the time continuum and do time travel? You asked me if we do time travel first to go to Mars. <laughs> Weird thing, I think we do time travel first if it's an accident. Time travel only happens for us at this point or for somebody if it was like, whoops. Like they're like doing trying, we're gonna try and split this atom into nine pieces, and then they, oh no, somebody didn't batten down the hatch and it shoots out and hits like an aluminum pan and that opens up a vortex. And like, holy shit, we did it. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like it's not we, gonna be we, like planned. That's what I'm saying. We accidentally find a time continuum ripping. I the- think we will go to Mars. And that's where we find the time continuum. Plot twist. Or do we find Rita Repulsa <laughs> locked in a space That'd dumpster? Well, well, we don't have any. Uh, we don't have any Power Rangers, so it was a good run, humanity. Yeah. Here comes Goldar. Uh, let us know your thoughts on <laughs> on Mars. I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, maybe you think it's really stupid, and we should focus on other shit with rich money. Let us know. Uh, we are at G to the Splash. And email us with your comments at gsplashbc at gmail.com. Um, I think that's going to do it for this show, Chris. Yeah. Be sure to uh, subscribe to our everything, whatever you're listening on, because we release this podcast. We also, uh, the one you, you've been listening to, if you made it this far, we also release Buzz of the Week, uh, like Brad talked about earlier, talking about you know the, the buzziest topic. And then we also do uh, Splash Trash and Mint on Fridays, talking about the movies you should see, what we think, what the critics think, uh, give you a little uh, bit of insider information, not that we're inside, a little bit of uh, information for you. Go make your plans. So check those out as well. Yeah, we'll see you uh, next week on G Splash. I'm out. Peace. Go. G-Splash. Hey. Nah. I'm talking G-Splash.